This week on Gamerhead Radio, we finally get past Super Smash Brothers. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Yeah, I have to admit, I wish you had messed up there so we could do what we originally planned, but you you, you did it spot on. So yeah, it only took three times. Only three times. Uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am, of course, uh, Viking Jesus, Mike Nemitz, and uh, to my side is my bearded friend, Goat. Yep. He's um, tongue-tied with Super Smash Brothers, apparently. <laughs> we, we, we had plans um, with the intro that if he he messed up on the second take... And if he messed up again, I was just going to yell at him and just go into the intro. But he, he did it flawlessly, probably because he didn't want to get yelled at by me. But uh, but anyway. No, that, that was total luck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyway, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this odd week in gaming. Not a lot of big news happened, um, but a lot of little things happened. QuakeCon just happened, or is currently happening. Um yeah. First, first through the fourth. Yeah, today's the fourth. So It's just wrapping up. Just wrapping up. Um uh, nothing big in releases except today. Pikmin three came out because um, of Nintendo, they can do that. So that today mean, being Sunday, yeah. Today being well, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> you guys are probably hearing this on Monday or later. So um, Pikmin three came out yesterday, <laughs> or a week ago, yes. or three years ago, depending on when you're listening. Some to this. random Sunday it came out. You'll figure it out. Um, so those of you with Wii U's, you finally have a reason to turn it on again. Uh, even though I'm finding that my uh, Wii U is my Netflix machine of choice now. Mm. Which is strange, but whatever. Um, well, I mean, it's, it's HD, and I'm, I could see like the the ease with the touchpad. Yeah, I mean, uh, you see, know, on go, go done. Well, see, not only that, but like I'll wake up in the morning, and like my chair is at the foot of my bed, and I always keep the television remotes on the nightstand at the, you know, the head of the bed. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I'll wake up, I'll get dressed, I'll sit in my chair, and I'll realize I've forgotten my remotes over by the nightstand. But my Wii U gamepad is on the table right in front of me, so I'll just grab that, and it's got the TV functions, yeah. and I'll turn on the TV, go to the input, go to Netflix, and it's just like, ha, screw you, remotes. Um, I actually yell at rem- my remotes. It's quite fascinating. Um, so Nintendo's done something right. They've done plenty of things right, just not lately. Um, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. Um, so, go. what did you play this week? Oh, you're really going to make me say that, aren't you? Am I? Man, I got all wrapped up in Animal Crossing this week. <laughs> oh, that's right. Animal Crossing Stupid is... Stupid crack game. Animal Crossing <laughs> is spreading through our friends like a plague right yeah, now. Yeah, I think, yeah, we're... Yeah, it's a bad Goat, fire. Goat picked it up. Goat's roommate picked it up. Uh, like two of our other friends picked it up. Yeah, both of our both listeners, both um, uh, Bubbles and Skunk picked it up. Dan, who was actually on the podcast, he's bu- got it now. Bubbles? That's Listen. Adrian. <laughs> Bubbles listens to the podcast? Yeah. Really? Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, well, good for her. <laughs> good for all of our listeners. And I'll, I'll, admit, I'll just assume that about 90% of our listeners are also currently addicted to Animal Crossing. It seems to be the hot thing. I, I, I got burnt out from it, though. Like, well, I can't, you I, also were telling me that you were like, screwing yeah, the system I, I and like, told mafia you the, it. I told you about beetle farming and stuff, and now I'm kind of... He's totally being the mafia and got like this underground beetle truck system going. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I burnt myself out on it. But now um, you have five other people to rejuvenate you. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> At maybe. least heckle your town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so Animal Crossing, anything else? Um, no, that's about it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I uh, 
I actually went through a few games. I played a little bit of Need for Speed Most Wanted U. Um, that's the Wii U version. Yeah, of it New took for... me a second there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, me? No, I didn't play it. <laughs> uh, played some of that. Um, put in a lot of time on Torchlight 2 this week. Um, great game. Not very... It's it's that weird like mixture of story where it's like too deep for its own good. It's Torchlight. It, do- it doesn't do anything to like keep you... Yeah, focused. You yeah. know, I mean, that, that's the only thing I will say that Diablo three did better than Torchlight two was that Diablo three had like, you know, intrigue. It, well, it, well, see, Torchlight. I mean, all of the story sections are just like in static, just like you know, dialogue boxes that pop up. I mean, there's voiceovers at least, so that's nice. But um, there's there's literally nothing happening. It's just you and another character and a box with some text in it that's being read to you. And whereas Diablo three, you know. Some more uh, some of the more interesting bits were cinematics or cutscenes yeah. or stuff like that. So uh, that at least held me held my interest a little bit better. Um, so it's old school. Yeah, it's definitely old school. Okay. Which again, I'm not faulting it for. It's just you, you guys know how I am with retro yep, style. Twenty minutes old. It's uh, not relevant. <laughs> which means that tomorrow, yeah. Pikmin three is not going to be interesting nope. to me anymore. No, he's actually so. already done with that. Yeah. <laughs> um. No games came out this week either. Except, except for, for, Pikmin, except for 3. Pikmin, which, which, whatever. Um, but we're starting to get out of the we're starting to get out of the drought. You know, they always say it starts with uh, it starts with E3 and ends with Madden, which is at the end of August here. Yeah. Um, this year, it'll, the drought will end with Saints Row Four, which comes out just a week earlier, I think. Mm. Um, and then, and then, it's I don't even understand why they don't just spread them out because then September kind of picks up, and then they just start. Barrage and it's all marketing. It's all marketing. Yeah. You know, you, you'd think that you would put out more games during the summer because that's when kids are home from school and they have more time to play your games and more time to buy your mm-hmm. games. But then, then you miss the holiday rush and everyone's just burnt out of games and no one buys anything. Yeah. For well, that, Christmas, a lot so. of people are outside and doing stuff in the summer too, so you really don't get a lot of the in out, outside. Well, yeah, I'm saying like normal. What, what, what's what's this outside? Normal I'm kids not... in school. Oh. I'm not familiar with this outside. No, neither am I, but... <laughs> Says I, the man with a sunburn yeah. right now. Well, I also... Yeah. <laughs> That's the first time I've been outside that long and since the, since last year when I went with Charlie. Last year. <laughs> to the... to the Rugged Maniac. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are weird. Um, I, I watch. He yeah, runs. you watch. He, he runs. <laughs> he's the weird one. <laughs> he, you know, he's, he's a better man than I, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Um... While we're here, go. Uh, Needles has a bunch of shows coming up. Why don't you? Uh, yeah, we got. Uh, those off. Why don't we fire those off. Let's see. Uh, August 9th, which is Friday. Friday from now, which could be today, depending. <laughs> uh, Cortland Fest. We go on at ten thirty. Hour and a half set. Five dollars twenty one up. Free for not drinking. Twenty one <laughs> minus. Free for minors. <laughs> um, then we've got. I'm showing up to the Cortland Fest show. Oh yeah, we have allegedly the special <laughs> special one song appearance by the man, the myth, the guitar. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are complaining about set list length. I mean, I'm only playing for five minutes. So. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I'm playing for <laughs> ninety. Ah, <laughs> uh, then what we got? We got twenty uh, third, the House Cafe. Um, that's about all I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. Like, we got so many shows. Uh, then we got uh, the the thirtieth. Okay, we got the thirtieth in Rockford with Bubble Flex. At bar three, and then I think the thirty first somewhere. So I'll keep it. You guys, are, you guys are busy. That's, that's what I say. I'm, I'm sorry, I don't have the information, but like I can't keep track of where I'm going to be. No, that's <laughs> that's that's awesome, man. That's uh, I, I would, you know, that's awesome. Um, I've got my new song Polybius coming out sometime this week. 
just finished um, today. Just finished it today. Actually, Go. we did it right before this. <laughs> yeah, literally. We, we just switched everything over. Just like, hey, might as well record the podcast while we're... Um, literally, Goat just finished up base on it, you know, not more than like an hour or two ago. So we're... Uh, um, I'm we're very, we're in post. We're I'm, officially in post. I'm very, I'm very, everything is recorded, which is the hard part. Now we just <laughs> have to make sure it sounds pretty. Um, so that'll be up at some point. Um, obviously, not a you know a show or anything like that, but it is pretty important because it's the first original song I've released to the public since the whole Viking Jesus thing happened. Um, that and it's thirteen and a half minutes long, so I'm I'm quite uh, it, I'm quite proud of it. It's uh, it's a ride. <laughs> That's what you want to call it. Um. But aside from that, uh, let's see what happened this week in games. So I'm uh, I'm apparently not good at whatever I'm doing today because I totally hit the wrong button to um, stop recording the last segment. So uh, you've been you've been struggling with the. with the rig all day. I it's, it's been a long <laughs> week, okay? I'm I'm pulling double duty at work and you know, things and I was out late, so there's that. Late for me, not late for like you. I'm pretty sure you were still out later than I was. Yeah, yeah, I got home at like two. Well, at, at least you were out with good reason, you know, yeah. hanging with friends and concerts and stuff like that. I was just in the middle of nowhere playing my guitar to, you know, and still in bed by 9:30. Maybe. Um <laughs> Okay, so getting to the news, uh, coming in at number five, and I only really included this because I wanted Goat's opinion on it. Um, Ooh, I love these stories. <laughs> uh, Batman Arkham Origins, which I've been trying all week to make sure I say origins, not oranges. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, as revealed to have a multiplayer mode this past week, um, it'll be three versus three versus two. Um, you'll either play as one of Joker's henchmen, one of Henchmen? Yeah. yeah Joker's henchmen. henchmen, one of Bane's henchmen, or e- either uh, Batman or Robin. Um, the two sets of henchmen are supposed to be depleting each other's lives, while Batman and Robin are supposed to be stealthy and just kind of t- picking down people from both sides, and the first person to get to a certain point cap wins. Um, and rounds will cycle through um, you know, the different teams and stuff like that, so everyone has a chance to play as the uh, dynamic duo and whatnot. Um, Yay. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure how to feel about this. I mean, I don't think the Arkham games ever really needed multiplayer. Well, no, they didn't. But this is this all this is is a micro version of uh, that Gotham Imposters that went over so well. Did it actually go well? Or are you being sarcastic? Cause no, I didn't it, play it. <laughs> um, from what I've seen, mm. it had a pretty good community. I think it still does. Really, it's just you know, it, well, it's all, all I know. It was apparently like microtransaction city. Well, yeah, so... it is. Yeah, it is. Everything, everything's this and that and everything. But it's it it it. Uh, what's my mind looking for here? I'm losing it. Oh, like the Call of Duty kids and all that. They want something different, but the same. You run around and kill each other. Different, but the same. Okay, okay. So yeah, so <laughs> so they want so they want they something want where and... they run around and kill each other, but with a different skin on it. Pretty much. That's boring. Yeah, um, and they call it a new game. <laughs> that's the world we live in. So, and, and, I mean, it's obviously doing really well, because, um, I mean, when I was playing it, it, it the, the servers were just slammed. So, I'm guessing they did well enough that they just did a, a micro version for, you know, hey, it worked there, we'll do it here, too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's all right. I mean, it's going to get more sales, because now you can get the, the COD douchebag 
populace into your Arkham game, which already sells a shit ton of units. So I applaud the idea. <laughs> yeah. I won't touch it. <laughs> oh, I won't either. Um, another little interesting piece of news. The Wii U version of uh, Batman Arkham Origins is not getting uh, the multiplayer mode whatsoever, which makes sense. Um, I don't know. See, multiplayer is actually relevant on the Wii U nowadays. I mean, uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops 2 did just fine with it. Madden did okay with it. Uh, you know, multiplayer-focused games are doing okay on it. But Yeah, but I, I think for the, the type of multiplayer that this, this particular title is... Yeah, it wouldn't work. It wouldn't. It'd probably be too much to switch it over to the mechanics of the Wii U. I think it might be a little too. Um, I think it might. I think it might have something to do with the fact that the uh, that Arkham City on Wii U required you to use the gamepad as for like the uh, detective mode stuff and things yeah. like that. And I can see that being a big problem for people just using it like. You know, it creates somewhat of a disadvantage between the people who are just playing as. Um, the people who are just playing as the thugs and the people who are playing as Batman and Robin if they have to use the detective mode well, yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But then again, you're playing as Batman and Robin. How much of a disadvantage are you really at? Well, yeah. Um, but, you know, since you can do the stealthy stuff and whatnot. That, that also, you know, that makes complete sense too. Is like it's it's more of a run and gun game. And if you got to do that, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I Like, uh, like you said, I'm not going to touch it, but I'll... Uh, I might open it once and see how it works. Yeah, I'm sure more more curiosity will get me for four seconds. Be like, yep, exactly what I thought. Well, that's okay. You and I will team up as Batman and Robin, and it'll be all great. Wait a minute, how would that? Because I'm thinking how that works. Think about that's an uneven number. The three, the three, and the two. That that. Well, okay, it's not uneven. It's eight. But, <laughs> um, but but imagine, uh, imagine like you're on a team of three. As, like, Joker's thugs or something, yeah. and then you get cycled in to do Batman and Robin. Where's the third person go? So Back that means. To a thug. So you don't really get to keep your teams per se. That means pretty much every single spot is going to be random. Yeah, welcome to. That seems to. That, to me, seems like a big part of the strategy lost there. But that's also the, the fun of the game, is you're always playing with different people. Uh... You and me have, like, no. No, like grasp on this because neither one of us would ever get into that well, kind no, of... Well, no, see, every, every, because every multiplayer game I've played for the past, you know, seven or eight years, I've yeah. always played with the same people for each game. You know, usually it's my buddies yeah. on Xbox Live and, you know, we, we know each other's tactics. We know how each other works. I always know that, you know, one guy is going to team kill everyone once he gets his hands on a tank and the other guy can't drive, you know, a helicopter of his life dependent on it, but I know he's a really good, you know, engineer or stuff like that. So... Um, yeah, but I think those those days of multiplayer are gone. It's now just like running gun rag, ragtag, you know. I know a lot of people that are gonna have a problem with that. Oh yeah, because all those but assholes also, that have the clan tags in their gamer tag and stuff like well, that. Oh yeah, but you all also gonna have a problem. You also got to remember though, it's it's this falls like directly in the same boat as like Tomb Raider's multiplayer, where it's kind of an it's, afterthought. It's not even like a real yeah thing. It's yeah. just a blip to get more sales. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. It's more oh. of a gimmick. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. I wish they wouldn't have wasted their time, but whatever. Yeah, they could have put totally more effort into You'd it. You'd think. Anyway, uh, coming in at number four, Nintendo's been in the news a lot this week, both uh, bad and less bad. Um, well, and good. They released a game. 
they did release a game, a game that will hopefully uh, turn their Wii U sales around if these numbers are to be believed. Um, during an investor's call this past week, uh, Nintendo reported that in the past three months, they've sold only 160,000 Wii U units, or Wii units, yeah. um, which would get confused with the previous Wii. Never mind. I'll stick with Wii U units. I should um, say it should be the Wii Wii. <sighs> Man, I had for I thought we'd forgotten about that joke, but uh, nope. Um, it ties right into units. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, which means that total Wii U concert concert sales. Oh my god, I need sleep. <laughs> total Wii U console sales. Well, there's their problem. <laughs> They're selling concert tickets in a really big box. <laughs> anyway. Uh, total Wii U console sales have only reached about 3.6 million worldwide since November. And they said five, did they? They by... said five by April. Yeah. So uh, they're not. Someone's they're not, not doing the math as well as they not, thought. They're not. Uh, they're not doing too hot. So, um, but they uh, stress the importance of this upcoming holiday season with games like. Um, uh, Wind Waker HD and Super Mario 3D World and Donkey Kong and you know all those well at least fucking games at least they've finally admitted that this is the oh shit here's all the games you wanted last year and we're really sorry well, see, please I, God help I, us I, well see I don't think they ever you know didn't realize that people wanted these games I think it was just that they couldn't get them out quick enough to actually you know yeah. make an impact. Um, they know everyone wants the big first-party games yeah. and stuff like that. That's one of the big things about Nintendo, but they just you know, couldn't get the games out quick enough or they were still in development and stuff like that, and I'm okay with that. I would rather they, you know, like uh, Shigeru Miyamoto himself said, um, a delayed game is eventually good, a bad game is bad forever, which... Well, that's very deep sound logic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's one of my favorite quotes from him, yeah. which is why I will never get angry at any developer or publisher who ever delays a game unless it's Duke Nukem Forever because it was 15 fucking years. Well, they had to make it forever. Uh, yeah. Um, well, hopefully, like though, this, this holiday will swing it around. Well, there is a bit of good news for Nintendo. Um, those Street Pass games like the Warrior's Way and the... The Space Squad and the... Flower Power One. Flower Hippie thing. Whatever. Whatever <laughs> it is. Those four little games that you can get on your uh, 3DS right now, um, they've made... They've raked in $4 million from those already. And when... The, they only came out like a month ago, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> like a month ago and like two weeks before that in yeah. Europe and Japan. So they've made bank on that so, stuff already. So what you're saying is the 3DS is keeping Nintendo afloat. When it first came out, it was the problem child. Oh, the, this so is, there's hope. The 3DS, <laughs> like the 3DS alone, could sustain Nintendo through any kind. Of, they could totally like declare the Wii U a failure right now, and the 3DS is doing well enough to where that will pick up the slack for them. So yeah. that's probably why they're not completely worried at this point. Not to mention they still have all that Wii sales money from the Wii, almost selling a hundred million consoles since it came out. Yeah. So. They, they've. Uh, for I think I seen an article the other week that says the Wii's still selling better than the Wii U. Yeah, they were. They reported that uh, the Wii sold about two hundred and ten thousand units in the past three months, uh, which is fifty thousand more than the Wii U did. So, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I, yeah, it's looking like a Virtual Boy situation. I think you know, and I saw this in a video. I don't remember what video I was watching, but it's a really good point. I think consumers are still just confused that the Wii U is a whole new damn thing. 
You know, a lot of people still mm. think it's just a well, screen that, you get for your existing Wii. That and we're also with the whole thing, too. The, the demographic that they're really going after doesn't care if it's new. They're like, well, there's more games for the Wii and it's cheaper. It's a game system. Yeah. You know, why would I pay... Well, see, that's the thing. You're not seeing really many games released for the Wii anymore. I mean, yeah. there, there's the occasional but random saying, one. If you but... buy a brand new Wii, you don't have any games, and you're, you've got all these games compared to like the 16 out for the other more expensive system. Yeah, yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, it'll be really interesting to see what Nintendo does with whatever console they come out next to see if they, like, if, with the home console, it'll be interesting to see if they keep the Wii U out a little bit longer than they should just so they can get, like, the best launch lineup ever with like new Mario, new Zelda, new Metroid, new, you know, Wii Sports, new whatever, you oh, know, oh, the... on launch so they can ensure that yeah. they have the best launch game library yeah. in history. The, the kitchen sink launch. Because because they've realized this with the Wii U and the 3DS each now that you really need great games at launch in order to have a successful launch. Oh well, yeah, that's why I'm with the 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 new PS4 and the Xbox One, I've told you. I'm not going to buy a system until they give me a game to buy the system for. Yeah. For me, that game is Watch Dogs. Um, <laughs> that game's on all the other... Ones. Have you seen the video? The the video... They put out a trailer of Watch Dogs running on current-gen stuff. The guy can't even put his hands in his pockets. Yeah. And that was, that was a big thing about the Watch Dog, you know, vignettes and stuff like that. They were like... We've paid so much attention, attention, attention to how clothes work and stuff like that. You can actually put your hands in your coat pockets. That's never been done before in a video game. And it's true. Never been done before in a video game. I'm good. <laughs> I just I don't see five hundred and sixty dollars being worth putting my hands in my coat pockets. <laughs> well, that's okay. You can get a PS4 and only spend four hundred and. Sixty dollars. No, well, yeah, for the game. Yeah, That's right. yeah, yeah. I can do math. Shut up. Um, or I could just spend sixty and be pocketless. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I'm going to enjoy my pockets on next gen. <laughs> Speaking of next gen, coming in at number three, uh, like we said, QuakeCon is happening right now at this very minute. Um, they should actually be having the final tournament right about now. Um, a couple of interesting things coming out of QuakeCon. First of all, John Carmack, uh, creator of um, stuff, co-creator of id Software and Doom and Quake and Wolfenstein and and stuff. Um, the '90s PC gaming. The, the, the '90s. Um, you know, every game that your parents told you you shouldn't play in the early '90s, he made all of them. Um, well, I should say, uh, programmed them because John Romero made them. Um, but that's a story for another day. Um, so John Carmack made his annual uh, keynote address at QuakeCon, and he managed to stay within his time limit this time. Last year, he spoke for three and a half hours. Wow. This time, he only spoke for two and a half. Um, that's still impressive, because how much can you talk about Quake for two the, and a half hours? Well, okay. He he doesn't talk about Quake for two and a half hours. He oh, talks... He, well, well, remember, this is the man that builds rockets in his free time. So he, you know, so he gets up in a chemo... Key, chemo... Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm going to post this podcast tomorrow, and the title is just going to be, like, misspelled words. You just watch. Um... <laughs> So, uh, in his keynote, he was talking about, like, you know, the difference between iOS and Android, how Android has evolved over the past year, and how he prefers it almost more than iOS now, and, um, you know, different programming and stuff like that, how problems that they had with programming with Rage, and, you know, he got he gets ultra-technical. Like, this is the man that humble brags that 
on a flight, he programmed a Sudoku puzzle solver app on his iPad. Wow. He's just humble brags about that. Just like, oh, I just made this thing. That that puzzle you do in the newspaper every week that takes you four days, I, I can solve that with this iPad app I made in an hour. This, he does this kind of thing. And he, he's the only man, I swear he's the only man in the world that can pull it off because he must. he's probably the smartest man in video games. He's It's entrancing to watch him talk, even though I understand maybe about 8% of what he's actually saying. Um... But he did say a few things that I really understand. Um, he stressed that he's currently under an NDA for uh, next-gen consoles and stuff like that, but he's definitely looking into them. Um, uh, aside from making some really witty comments about the Kinect being a zero-button mouse with lots of light- latency, which I myself applauded at the stream at because I thought that was a great comment, um, he mentioned that the PS4 and the Xbox One's architectures and specs are very, very close. Um, he even said something along the lines of, this is probably the closest console generation we've had in the history of consoles. Um, which is something to listen to, you know, especially for all you fanboys out there that always like to claim allegiances to one console or another, which I'll never understand in my life, but whatever. Um, the fact that this man who can, you know, program a rocket ship to fly to Jupiter and back in an afternoon... Um, is telling you that these consoles are pretty much spec for spec dead on. That's what Charlie was saying when we had him on, yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, no, so, no so disrespect that's... to Charlie, but I think even John Carmack could say um, things that Charlie would get confused oh, yeah. at. Um, but, I mean, it's, you know, two people who are into the stuff that agree that they're, like, yeah. a hair away from being identical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, interesting thing that I thought, um, you know, when he was talking about and stuff like that, he kept referring to the big two as in Sony and Microsoft, and he's pretty much cutting Nintendo out of the situation completely, which I don't blame him for. I mean, id Software has never really had much of a relationship with Nintendo at all. I think the only game they've ever put out on Nintendo consoles was Doom 64. No, they did a Wolfenstein 64, I think. Did they? they I want to say there was a Wolfenstein on Nintendo. And they did a Duke Nukem on Nintendo. Or, yeah, Duke Nukem. Uh, they didn't do Duke Nukem. Oh, they didn't? No. I can't keep track of them. <laughs> it's okay. They're basically the same game anyway. Yeah. But I want to um, say there was a Wolfenstein on 64 as well. There might have been. I, I was never a big Wolfenstein person, but I was a huge Doom person. So, okay. Regardless, they <laughs> haven't put many games out on Nintendo consoles. Um, uh, and he's even, you know, come right out and said that their business plans going forward doesn't include whatsoever the Wii U, the 3DS, and the Vita Um Although he did mention that with uh, the Vita, really the only problem is adoption rate. There's not many people that own them right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is really comforting, actually, that this man actually, you know, likes the Vita and what it's capable of. It's just no one's buying it. So um, You can't blame him for not wanting to put any money into No, I, I, I don't blame him whatsoever. I, I just, you know, I always find it fascinating when people come to the, you know, come and defend, you know, the little console that's, struggling and in this case it's not the wii u um because i don't think really anyone has defended the wii u yet um aside from that pete hines one of the head honchos at bethesda or id i can't remember which um uh did address uh anyone saying anything about doom 4 which i was really pissed off that john carmack didn't say anything during his keynote about doom 4 um but apparently bethesda told him to shut up about doom 4 and not say anything about it even so much as like we're not going to show it this year, you know, just just no nothing. 
Oh, like a bleat hush. Yeah, well, well like someone was going to ask it in the audience, and then they yeah. they got told it's just like you can't ask anything about Doom Four development, and then they're like, oh, oh, like total blackout. Okay, then. yeah, yeah, they oh. you know because they had a cute and a cute and a oh my god, a Q and A uh, right after the uh, right after the keynote, um, which was the first time that Carmack took a drink of water in those two and a half hours he was speaking. Um. Which I camel on the inside. I, it's you know, last year he did his keynote, and I swear he didn't move a muscle. Like he, like this year he was sitting down, so I can see you know if he was relaxed or yeah. whatnot. Last year he stood the entire time. I swear he didn't shift at all. He moved his hands around a little bit. He looked around the room, you know. But other than that, didn't shift at all. I swear that man is a robot. I swear it. It's, that would explain the Sudoku app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Sudoku <laughs> app doesn't work on iPads. It's actually in his head. Yeah. So yeah. So. uh so that happened. Um, but anyway, Pete Hines said in regards to Doom 4, uh, their id software is entirely focused um, on making Doom 4 um, as good a game as 1 and 2 and kind of 3 were. Um, he said that at one point during development for Doom 4, everyone just kind of looked at the game and said, this isn't Doom. Um, this game doesn't have the soul and the feel of Doom, and so they completely just scrapped it and started over. Um, which concerns me because that's how the Duke Nukem Forever story started they saw it it wasn't Duke Nukem they scrapped it and they started over 15 years later we get a shitty game um, that I honestly didn't dislike so for all I know Doom 4 is going to take another 7 years um, even though it's never been formally announced it's everyone's just kind of like hey it exists we're working on it yeah that's Duke Nukem to a T yeah so but I, I don't know it's another one of those things too like that that time's passed. That's gonna run into the same problems. Where like nobody knows what Doom is. It's there's a there's a there's an age bracket for that game. Yeah, yeah I I don't know. I was a I, I was a diehard Doom fan when I was a kid. So I really want to see uh, Doom Four actually come to fruition at some point. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, coming at number two. Um, speaking of horrible sales. And uh, bad ideas. <laughs> and bad ideas. Um, the Ouya is not doing so hot. Um. <laughs> Not only of the its entire <laughs> of its entire you know install base, twenty seven percent of people who own an Ouya have bought a game, which leads seventy three percent of Ouya owners that haven't bought anything for them. That is a massive number. And when you the not you're you're contagious. Uh, <laughs> Now, when you mean buy, like, you mean, like, buy an app, like, actually pay for an app. They're downloading yeah. all free apps. Well, they're not, uh, some of them aren't even downloading free apps. Some of them just have them. Oh, okay. Is that like, a, they like they haven't done anything with it. They haven't bought a game. They uh, my point is the Ouya hasn't become profitable yet. Okay. Um, on, no, no, any, I, on any account. I was like, confused if you were talking about, like, by buying an app, you know, and actually paying for it, or, like, everybody yeah, else yeah. doesn't the, download the, uh, the top um, Ouya game right now, which is some, like, tower game something, or the tower fall, tower block defense, whatever. I don't know what it is. I, I don't fucking No, no, no. Care. I was just thinking it'd be great if, if it was legitimately the, the number one thing downloaded on the Ouya right now was the startup pack. <laughs> um, the number one game downloaded on Ouya right now has only sold, like, 4,000 copies. Oh, wow. Which, for a $99 console and for, like, a $3 game? Yeah. That's pretty damn bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, it probably runs better on your tablet. It it probably does. Um, and aside from that, um, 
you know, from the from the Kickstarter and you know everything like that, there was still problems with getting the consoles actually out to people. You know, um, people had problems, and you know, like Kickstarter backers who said they were going to get them before anyone else, they didn't get them. Um, well, they got them like what, like several days after they were already on store shelves, right? You know, so the the Ouya launch has been a mess of problems, and to uh, compensate, the CEO is sending out uh, store credit in the amount of. $13.37. I'm going to say that again. The CEO of the Ouya console is sending out cre- store credit for the Ouya store to to users that are affected by this thing in the amount of $13.37. That should just cover everything, right? I, I, I would like to think you guys can tell how... Um, how much the Ouya is struggling at this point? I mean, you know, we're we're taking a shit all over the Wii U and how bad it's doing, but look at the Ouya. You know, I mean, they're floundering here. You yeah. Know? I mean, yeah, to, just... the, to the point where they need to give people money. It's just like, we, we want you to be active. We're, we're sorry about this. You know, we, we screwed up. And... I, and I know a lot of people actually said that something like this would happen, where they were taking on a project that was way too beyond their grasp or something like that. Um, oh, yeah, they jumped into the wrong pool without any floaties. Yeah, I, I don't think they did their research in terms of actually being able to make sure they could fulfill this, which, um, you know, some people are actually really good at. You know, like, you know, that's one of the reasons why, you know, Tommy's been delaying the VGL Kickstarter. I will never give him, well, I give him shit for it all the time, but <laughs> I'll never actually give him shit for it just because, you know, I, I'd rather he launches it when he has everything settled. As opposed to launching it and then it's just like, fuck, okay, how are we going to actually ship, you know, the new oh, yeah. DVDs and yeah. stuff like that, so. Yeah, how are we going to ship VJ to your house to mow your lawn? Uh, it, it's, shh, we're not, we're, not, we're not supposed to give away that reward. <laughs> Besides, I, I don't think I'd be good at mowing lawns, but that's just me. Anyway. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Yeah, it's a gimmick. All, all, right. all you're going to do is walk through the middle of the yard, mow out VJ and leave. <laughs> <laughs> The Kickstarter never said I would mow your entire yeah. lawn. At no point did we say the legal the legality of this is to say it would be a good mow job or a full mow job. First, uh, ladies and gentlemen, he said mow job, <laughs> as in M O W job. I just, just want to make sure that's clear. Um, coming in at number one, and something that I almost forgot about, and I'm really mad at myself for almost forgetting about it. Um, there is currently a petition going around on the internet to get Reggie Fizame, the president and COO of Nintendo America, into the next Super Smash Brothers game. That's as awesome as it sounds, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and as of this morning, you know how many signatures are on this petition? More than twenty-seven thousand. I don't know why they need a petition. He's... So, uh... <laughs> well, no, he's a CEO. Screw it, put him in there. Well, see, here, here's the. Why not? Here, here's the thing. This, the, well. I can think of a ton of reasons why they wouldn't put Reggie in there because remember Nintendo is also like the king of the casual company besides Zynga, but they're going downhill anyway. Um, And you put someone like Reggie into a game that a lot of casual gamers will play. A lot of people are just be like, who the fuck is this guy? You know, especially because, you know, you and I know who Reggie is very Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Most of our audience knows who Reggie is very well, but you know, like, you know, my sister upstairs, who played a lot of the last Super Smash Brothers, no idea who he is. I oh, guarantee. Okay, it. so he's the new Game and Watch. 
Well, that's that's the other argument. You know, there's always been like all these Japan only characters that yeah. we don't know who they are. You know, the Fire Emblem guys yeah. in the in melee, and then you know, like um, he's just a dude to some, and he's amazing to others. Yeah. Um. So a lot a lot of uh, people started this petition, and they think that Reggie should use like video game controllers and accessories and stuff like that, and gimmicks from characters themselves and stuff like that, and uh, um. And they should be part of Reggie's moveset, which is kind of like what I said should happen if there's ever a me in uh, Super well, so Smash So this me's got a name. Yeah. Um, uh, for the record, Reggie has gone on record um, <laughs> saying that he wouldn't mind being a character in Super Smash Brothers, uh, but he says it's not up to him. He said, uh, uh, Mr. Sakurai, it's, he's the producer for the series. He's, it's his game. It's his decision. Um, so you want to ask him about it, but if he wants me in it, uh, my body will be ready. And of course that's the only, Reggie's the only person who can pull off that line. <laughs> um, so, uh, so we think Reggie should be in Smash Bros. Um, it's not really something we covered in our <laughs> three weeks of Smash Brothers footage, footage, uh, coverage, not footage. Oh my God. <laughs> Give this, me that face. This episode has to be has to be titled <laughs> VJ Learns to Speak. <laughs> oh my god, we've been doing this show for half a year now and I'm still not getting it. Audio only. <sighs> anyway. So yeah, so so Reggie and Smash Bros. Ouya's doing badly, Nintendo's doing technically badly, etc. Um, yeah, but Nintendo doing Nintendo doing badly is uh, is every other little developer's best day of their life. That's true. That, that's <laughs> like, I want to do as bad as Nintendo's doing right now because I'd be driving a Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> I, do they do they have Ferraris in Japan? I don't I don't know if they, they have, have Ferraris room. all over the world. I don't know if they have room for Ferraris in Japan. Um, if not, they got those crazy ass like high end Japan only like sports cars over there that they don't, they won't bring over here. Like, they have those. Yeah, like Skylines and all that stuff. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, well, that's the that's the week in gaming news. Up next, I've got a couple of video game ideas. Okay. So we we were coming up with uh, monkeys. We were coming up with. Mo- uh, never mind. I'm not going to finish that <laughs> sentence because my mind is already jumping to bad things. Um. <laughs> So we were thinking of ideas for our feature for the day, um, technically two weeks ago. Um, yeah, that's right. We pre-plan. <laughs> we just don't post-execute. <laughs> yeah, something <laughs> like that. Um, and we, we we came up with this idea for a feature that we might do once, we might do multiple times, depending on how creative we feel like. Um, so we're we're going to um, we're going to pitch games um, as if you know sales you, pitch, not actually throw them. I don't know. We might actually throw them. Do I still have that copy of Lego City Undercover under here? I don't. I brought it upstairs. Oh, well. uh, um, you can't throw that game. It's a good game. Yeah, but we both beat it, so we don't need it anymore. Yeah, you're right. It's retro. But... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so so uh, I, I've got a couple ideas, and this was this was the reason for the mailbag question, uh, which I'll get to later. But all of my ideas were revolving around licensed games. Um, so my, my first idea for a game, okay, do you, so everyone of course remembers Power Rangers, right? I mean, it's still going strong. Yeah. You're, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. No, I, I started, I, I was watching the original 
I when was, when I was it was too. just Power Rangers, not like Power Rangers, Milkman, Samurai, Johnson, <laughs> Flash 7. I would totally watch Power Rangers, <laughs> Milkman, Samurai, Flash 7. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like Dragon Ball. Whatever letter you want to call it, I'll still watch it. <laughs> um, so there have been a number of Power Rangers games over the years, but n- none of them have been good. Really, any worth anything? No, they've all been like in the movie game bin where you're like. Well, see, there, there were there were a couple beat 'em ups like on the Super Nintendo and stuff like that that yeah. were okay, but they were just beat 'em ups. Yeah, but I'm just, it's still like the whole. It, it, it fell directly under the movie game, right? Like whatever uh, thing stereotype. Yeah, that works. <laughs> Man, <are> you contagious. <laughs> <laughs> um, came in here with a. Freaking vocabulary. Twenty minutes with him, and <laughs> I like chicken. <laughs> I also like chicken. Anyway, so there were a couple of Power Rangers beat 'em ups on the Super Nintendo and stuff like that. There was one I remember. It was like on the PS One or something, um, which was apparently really bad. Um, and then there, there's been a handful of like random handheld games. Which are um, all horrible. Were they? Yeah. I I never played them. I never sucker even every time. I'm like, oh, a new handheld Power Ranger. Oh God, <laughs> that bad, huh? Yeah. Okay. And they got progressively worse. <laughs> so so here here's my pitch for an for the the perfect Power Rangers game. And this is never going to happen because Namco Bandai do, owns the Power Rangers license, but they don't want to actually do anything with it because the Why? Uh, well They're the essence a million dollars at the show. <laughs> the essence of Power Rangers is we're just going to take a Japanese show, put English dubs on it. Just to sell a ton of toys to kids. Yeah. So as long as they just slap this name on a video game, they will sell a ton of games to kids. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily need to be a good game. People will still buy it. It's Call of Duty Syndrome for a, a specifically younger crowd. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised that I'm you're agreeing with me because you're, you're usually the one that, well, that's one of your kind of viewpoints anyway, but I'm actually agreeing with it this time. Yeah, anyway. it's weird that you're all like, they're out for money. I understand this. I'm I'm not <laughs> denying that, you know. If it ain't broken, it know. makes you $3 million a minute. Don't fix it yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sucker. I, I still have, you know, there's a whole couple boxes down here in the basement yeah. full of my old Power Rangers stuff when I was a kid. Um, I know that they don't make the live action four foot ones. Those are actually kids. Made that mistake one year at Halloween. <laughs> that parent was not happy with me. I'm like, oh, this is a great action figure. Oh, it's screaming at me. That's weird. <laughs> Such lifelike hair yeah. and skin. Um, I need an adult. That's a weird voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's my idea for a Power Rangers game. So obviously there's been a ton of different generations of Power Rangers from you know regular to Zeo to Turo, Turbo to Samurai, Milkman, King Flash size, 7. Yeah. Uh, king size? <laughs> yeah, regular. We went to large, we went to king size. The next one's going to be like extreme. <laughs> Double wide. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Power Rangers in a trailer park. The, I, I don't think they have trailer parks in Japan. That, that'd be the American version. <laughs> the first all-American Power Rangers show. Based in Tennessee and Oak Run Trailer Park. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell what you were going to say there, but... I, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, Oak came to mind, and I was like, what the hell goes with Oak? <laughs> anyway, um, so what if what if they made a Power Rangers game that was open world, right? And, and you, you know, it, it took place in Angel Grove, which is where I think a lot of Power Rangers games or seasons have taken place in. Um, well, yeah, that's where they're from. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I gathered that. Um, so what if you could, you know, kind of like a GTA five mechanic where you could switch between any of the five of them, or you could just, you know, lead them all into battle at the same time or six or seven or fucking however many there are. I don't know. Um, and you know, you, you could, you know, kind of like, kind of like how prototype is, you know, have you played prototype? I've seen it played. Prototype is this kind of game where one minute you could just be like casually walking down the street and the next you hit a button, suddenly your arms are giant blades and you can go fight whatever. Yeah. You know, what if power Rangers did something like that where, you know, you could. So zombie Rangers? No. <laughs> so you would, you just casually be walking by, right? And, and then you just, you know, you morph? could do. Yeah. Well, I guess that would be morphing Power Rangers, wouldn't it? But is, yes. Is, is it the robots more they're morphing? Because now you're talking like X Men stuff and mutants. Because if they they're walking. No, 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 no. I, I'm only using prototype as an example oh, okay. in terms of being okay. normal uh, and then being superpowered. Okay, I'm thinking like it you all know, of a sudden like no, the Green I'm Ranger's not... got blades coming out of his hands. He's First like... of all, that'd be awesome. And second of all, um, no, that's but not. Then what I'm there's an about. M rating and there's that weirdness. Oh man, I would kill for an M rated Power Rangers game. That's that, why there's that, not an M rated Power Rangers that game. Won't happen. Um. So, so you know, as the actual kids, you know, you could do, like, you know, mini games and, you know, side missions and stuff like that. Things, you know, like the kids do. Like, you know, they did simple things like, you know, there's a science fair, you know, gather these things, you know. And then, and then suddenly you get the little call on your communicator and suddenly it's just like, okay, time to... You know whatever they say before the before they morph and stuff like that. It's morphin time. There we go. And then suddenly it goes into the thing, and then suddenly they morph, and then suddenly they're all there and they're fighting putties and stuff like that. I'm obviously reverting way back to Mighty Morphin Power Rangers because that was that was it. The first episode. That was the the, the first you know <laughs> series. I mean, they could totally put out a totally different game with each individual series, or they could like bundle them and like do like three series at a time. Yeah, they probably won't, but you know that's you know. So basically, you want like a real game dipped in Rangers? Yes. Okay. And think about it. I mean, you, you well, could... it worked for the Ghostbusters game. Well, yeah. I mean, th think about it. Think about it this way. You know, you start off with the. Um... You know, as as Rangers, it's got like action, uh, actiony mechanics, kind of like a a, a a Devil May Cry or a, or you know, a God of War or something, yeah. except yeah. less. You like know, a hack and slash kind of yeah, thing. yeah, like a hack and slash kind of thing, but with karate moves and your weapons yeah. and stuff like that. And then obviously, you know, uh, Rita will make the monster grow or something, and then you know, it's, it's just like we need our Zords, and so suddenly you're calling your Zords, and now you're fighting as fucking Zords, and you know, that'd be yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah. So, I, I think that needs to be a thing. I really think that needs to be a thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I think it would sell a lot, not just to the new kids, you know, because they just brought back, you know, the um, they redid a lot of old Power Rangers episodes with, like, Batman-esque, like, pow-wham-zonk effects, you know, and they oh, showed nice. it on Saturday mornings. It was really cool. Um, dated, but really cool. Well, that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, but it was great. And so this generation of Power Rangers fans knows about it, Old Power Ranger fans like me would eat that shit up like no other. I think this needs to be a thing. I again, I know Namco Bandai's not going to do it because they're too afraid to make money. But it's, uh, but I think that needs to happen. Yeah, I think that needs that, to happen. That's a sound. That's a sound pitch. Man, you're you're even on board. Yeah, I'd play that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't get me wrong. I was a little little iffy when you were like Power Rangers. I'm like, oh god, here we go. No, man, come on. Mm. I, I I've 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 played almost 900 games in my life. I've counted. Um, which reminds me, I need to update that list. Anyway, um, 
I, I know what, you know, when I'm passionate about some kind of fandom or something like that, I know how to make a good game out of it. I, yeah. just, I just don't know how everything works on the back end of it. So for all you, I know, there's some... You would be the great guy who comes into the lab, right, and just like, we're making this game with, like, and just scribbling on the whiteboard, and then you're like, all right, and go. I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and you come back in, you're like, oh, what do we got? And they're like, this. You're like, sweet, keep it going. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a great designer. Project manager, I think, is what the title is. Uh, nowadays, they usually call them game designers, um, oh. such as Cliff Blazinski and that one guy, Tim Schaefer, and you know stuff like that. People who are mostly the minds behind the game, rather than the people who are actually you know at their computers yeah, for sixteen yeah. hours a day actually coding it. Um, They're the I ones think... who are like, we need a giant green guy about five four with uh, three tentacles. All right, you over there, make that happen. I'll be back. <laughs> and then that guy sits there in front of his computer and makes said green guy. <laughs> um, I do have another idea for a game, but do you have anything, Goat? Anything I at mean, all? there's a couple, like... I told you about this two weeks ago. Did you come up with anything Yeah, I mean, there's whatsoever? a couple I, there's a couple ideas and stuff like that that I've had to where, like... They, they don't have to be as detailed as my pitch. Well, no, Admittedly, I got a little close. carried it's, away. It's a lot of stuff that I want to see, like, 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 licensed and, like, maybe, like you said, like, Focused on a little like bit a, more. like a like a franchise that has traditionally yeah. had bad games. You just want them to have actual. Yeah. Well, like I kind of want like a, uh, and like the CSI games, right? Yeah. They were decent. Granted, they're TV based games and stuff like that. The NCIS was all right and stuff like that. I'd really like to see a Dexter game. I mean, it's not that hard to do. Now, I I I've never I I don't know anything about Dexter other than that it's a per, about a person that kills people. Yeah, apparently, he's a serial killer of serial killers. So he, 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 really? Yeah, he only kills huh. bad people. Huh. Well, at least yeah. he's got morals to him or something. Oh, yeah. Hmm. It's a and really might, good show. I might need to look into this show. Yeah, it's, um, it's really good. They're on our last season now. So what what does this uh, what does this man do besides kill His, his day job, killers? he's a blood splatter analysis. Oh, really? Yeah. That's he, perfect. <laughs> and, his, you know, and it's it's based in Miami-Dade police station so it could what you're saying I, I'm, I'm sensing it could be a little bit of a game kind of like uh is does his is his day job like a big part of the show at all or is it just yeah. about him like killing people? no no his day job he, he they show him on crime scenes and stuff like that like he's, he's a blood splatter analysis for miami Dade police by day and that's how he gets all his cases and stuff like that and then and he figures he, out who they were yeah. and he goes oh, weird that it's kind of like a like re, he, it's kind of like an even grittier batman yeah um it's a i really, can see why you like the show yeah, it's a really good show <laughs> Um, like he gets I, the guy who slips the cracks. Oh, okay, I might look. I might look into it. Um, so, but I mean, the one side of it, so, you, could so, doing, you could be doing the blood splatter. So, and so what and... I'm sensing is you could do sort of like an LA noir type game. Yeah, that could be interesting. I'd Actually, that would probably be the best way to do it because then you could be doing the crime scenes and stuff like that, and then he can be following the other people and driving around because you know he obviously follows his people and stuff like that. That'd and... be really cool. I'd play that. Yeah. I haven't even watched the show, and I'd play that. <laughs> Um, I'm just a big fan of like investigative games and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Well, and then you get the action part of it of like killing people too. Yeah, which will probably be mostly quick time events. But well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah, the 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 the, the double sidedness is is really game oriented. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'd be really cool. Yeah, I'd, I'd really I'd really like that actually, as long as it was done well. Obviously. Well, yeah, obviously, don't fuck it up. Yeah. Um, I wonder. I wonder what. I wonder. I wonder what developer would be good at that. Uh, Rockstar would probably be good at it. Well, yeah, obviously, if we're going to do an L.A. Noir, that would probably be the best Well, remember, Rockstar themselves didn't develop an L.A. Noir. Team Bondi did. They're yeah. Australian, and they're dead, um, I think. 
But I'm saying, you know, for like the GTA kind of thing and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rockstar would probably be the best way to go. Plus, they're sinister enough to deal with something like that. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really good. I'd play the shit out of that. Um, Was it the only idea you came up with? Did you have more? No, that was my big idea. Okay, okay. Um, So my other idea. um, So I'm I'm a big uh, Transformers fan. Not big enough to remember any of their names. But I was a bigger Beast Wars fan. Did you ever see that show back Uh in the day? So I, 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 last time I went to E3, they had uh, Transformers. Um, they had Transformers Fall for Fall of Cybertron, not Fall for Cybertron. That'd be weird. Um, they had Fall of Cybertron. On to, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> no, I just get this. I get this like really bad movie, like where it's a like a, a romantic comedy, and like Optimus Prime's like, "I've fallen for you, Cybertron." <laughs> well, Cybertron is allegedly a living, breathing quote-unquote breathing planet so it's possible um i just hate to see how they reproduce anyway um (laughs) fuck the planet literally (laughs) (laughs) but uh, but when i went to e3 last year they had fall for oh my god i'm doing it again fall of cybertron on display and one of the high moon studios guys was there and they were just like what do you think And i'm like this is really cool but you know what you guys need to do and he's like what and i'm like you need to make a beast wars game He's like, oh, my God, I've been saying that forever. And I'm like, oh, my God, it'd be awesome. It was literally just me and this developer from High Moon Studios just, like, gushing over the idea of a Beast Wars game back and forth for, like, ten minutes um, while a line formed behind me to actually try the demo out. Um, uh, excuse me, Mr. Beast, sir, <laughs> could you take a step to the side? The rest of us would like to play this game. <laughs> um, but a Beast Wars game would be really cool. I mean, especially get High Moon Studios to do it. Um, you know, they did really good with the Cybertron games. Beast Wars wouldn't be too much farther from that. I mean, you can even... I mean, it's 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 basically the same premise, just different environments, different textures. Yeah. It wouldn't have to be as detailed as Cybertron is in no. the Cybertron games. Um and you could even you could even make that open world if you wanted to because remember they in the show they just had this big like section of planet they were on and you could even make that into like open world like the vehicle sections like once the um once some of the uh once some of the transformers turned into like the transmetals versions where like yeah. you know Cheetor had the jets on his pack and Rat Trap had the the wheels and you know stuff like that and you could make whole like this big thing so it's actually fun to move around and stuff like that. I mean granted there won't be a lot there because it's the middle of earth before man is even a thing. So there's not a lot to look at but not much subways or anything like that. But there could be a ton of action and awesomeness and and, and it needs to happen. It needs to happen guys. I, I don't. I can't so basically, this... you just want your childhood redone. I just want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you hear that video game industry? VJ wants his childhood 2.0 <laughs> in HD. Well, to be fair, I mean, there was a Beast Wars game that came out for N64 and PS1, and it was also horrible. Yeah, um, I think I remember that one. I never played it. I've seen videos of it, and I'm like, really? I think I rented it, and and really? it was one of those like I rode my bike to get it, and then rode back to drop it off. <laughs> rode back immediately. <laughs> Um, so I, I, I think it should be a thing. I think it would do a really well game and and you, I mean, as DLC, you could even, or as DLC and expansion or sequel, you could even burst out into the beast machines continuity, which wasn't as great as beast wars, but it was a thing. Um, you can even still use, you know, maps from Cybertron for the Cybertron games for beast machines, DLC or whatever. So, so that's my, um. That's my gushing over licensed games that need to be a thing. What are you laughing at? You're like, yes, this and this. 
Well, I, I, I have like more ideas, but they're oh, more generic and they're not as fleshed out, and I'm not nearly as passionate about them because they're not my childhood. Yeah. yeah. So if I if I ever become a game designer, which will never happen, um, you guys know the first two things that'll be on my list. But like I said, I think I I think I'll become a video game composer before I become a designer, and yeah. composer isn't quite looking um, too likely either, considering I don't know a real thing about music. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so now that you've heard what we want to see, let's see what you guys have to say. So for our mailbag, while hey, goat is over there um, texting and not paying attention to me just starting the show. Oh, he's picking up the mic. He's got I'm this. I'm here. I'm here. Okay. Um, so coming from the guy who has to take a break and check Facebook after every <laughs> segment. <laughs> that may or may not be a thing. Um <laughs> So our mailbag question this week was, um, uh, what's a licensed game franchise that you think deserved? Des- oh my god, <laughs> I really can't. What about speak dessert? Today. <laughs> what's a licensed game franchise that you think deserves more attention? Uh, for reference, a licensed game is any game based off of a movie, TV show, comic book, toy, gingerbread cookie, etc. Um, and uh, apparently, this was a really hard question because originally we didn't have any answers at all. <laughs> um, Which happens because you and your like I'm apparently horrible at coming up with questions Even yeah. though I come up with things that I'm like le- I would legitimately be interested in seeing people's opinions on And then Goat comes up with like What do you think of the PS4? Just like, I don't care I- I'm sorry guys but I don't care I, I want to see what you guys come up with with Whatever I need to stop. But it's a random with... question. It's I supposed need to, to be lighthearted. I, 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 You're I all like to... What's the meaning of life via video games and quantum theory? <laughs> and we're like uh, and I'm like, so... By the way, thank you, Goat, for giving me the mailbag question for next week. <laughs> it's all right, guys. I'll counteract with what hat, What color do you want Mario's hat to be if you could pick the color? And we'll see who gets more answers. Uh, we we can't ask that because it's discriminatory against our colorblind, listen- colorblind listeners. We do have... I can confirm we have at least two colorblind listeners. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't give a shit. Um, oh, I know two people who are blind. <laughs> I know two people who are half blind. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. do I. Um, so anyways. anyways. <laughs> so uh, a couple answers we got. Taylor says, I think the Transformers series could use some more innovation. Uh, apparently some of the licensed games were actually decent. Yeah, I just went off about the Cybertron games being probably the best licensed game since the Arkham games. So, uh, Taylor, you should give those a try. If you, uh, but the movie games? No, the movie games are horrible. But the 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 uh, War for Cybertron and Fall of Cybertron are both very good games. I cannot recommend highly enough. In fact, they're both sitting on my shelf as we speak. <laughs> um, I did play the War of Cybertron. Bill got me to play it, and yeah. I need to reborrow it from him. He's <laughs> like, it got started for me. Either I, or, oh, yeah. well, you live with Bill, so that's yeah. I, I, it's a lot easier to borrow games from Bill when he lives four feet from me. Yeah, that, that's that's <laughs> probably easier. Uh, Chuck says I'm seriously having trouble coming up with anything. That's okay. Apparently, everyone else was too. Um, Mitch says, yeah, the only one that comes to mind is the Arkham series, but that's got plenty of attention. Yeah, that really doesn't need more. Yes, it uh, does. Okay, to goat, it needs more attention. But I think I think I think they're just kind of screwing the dog here in this origin stuff. I mean, it really needs to be in the news every four minutes. Every four minutes. Every four minutes. What if they don't have new news every four minutes? Batman exclamation point. Next post. 
Every four minutes, it's Batman. Next thing you know, on the uh, on the Facebook page for it, they're going to auto schedule a post for every four minutes where it'll actually say Batman, and then just just that's it. Yeah. Or power band for gold school. Adam West <laughs> quotes. Let's come on. This guy's limbs here. Yeah. Uh, Songbird writes into us this week. Uh, Dear Viking Jesus and Goats, sorry I didn't have questions for you guys last time. I figured since there wasn't a question posted for the mailbag, the show was canceled for last week. So I got mad and decided not to send anything. So there. Man, she's angry at me, isn't she? You keep, yeah, it's all you too. I'm innocent it's, it's in this all whole me. thing, man. I, I, I'm just you've been not, dropping the ball. Songbirds there to slam you the rock in the face. Big stop doing that. Not good with women, am I? Don't answer that. <laughs> You're not very good with men either, so that's okay. I'm I'm, I'm okay with being bad with men. That's <laughs> not a quote that I thought I would say today. Oh man, I, I thank you for taking that to the next level. <laughs> Anyway, uh, this week's <laughs> damn it, coat. Uh, I hate you all. Oh, that's totally gonna be your new ringtone on my phone. Just out of nowhere. I didn't think I'd be that big, bad with that or whatever. I'm gonna text you like crazy so you get sick of it. I'll uh, never get sick of that. <laughs> Challenge accepted. This week's right. mailbag is rather hard for me to answer, considering I don't usually play that many licensed games. From what I've played, I enjoyed series like Star Wars Battlefront and Legos, but those well-known games... But those well-known games... Songbird, I think your sentence cut off there. But it's okay, because I'm having problems speaking today, too. Um, I'd have to say my favorite one, other than Rugrats Search for Reptar, because that's just for nostalgia purposes, is Godzilla Destroy All Monsters Melee. I'm hoping the new Godzilla movie will bring up another quality battle game. There's a new Godzilla movie? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It it's got to be, be better than 2000. Anything's better than 2000. Anything. Uh, the only Godzilla movie I've ever seen was that Americanized one from 1997, which had uh, Hank Azaria in it. It was in New York, and it was all. Oh like, yeah, you know, that was the only one I ever saw. I enjoyed it, but it was it yeah. Was... That's the one with Matthew Broderick and all that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was that ninety seven? It was two thousand. No, it was before two thousand. Oh well, yeah, that's what I was talking about. I thought it was Godzilla two thousand. Yeah. No, there was there was there was there was a different Godzilla. It was Godzilla two thousand? Oh okay, yeah, you're right. I I didn't. I, whatever. That's right. That's the one with that P D D song where he completely ripped off uh, Led Zeppelin. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Um, you can tell how many movies I watch and how much music I listen to. <laughs> more than I do. Um, at times, less. At times, less is more. Can you think of a game which would benefit from having no dialogue, like Journey, or only bits of sounds like Mario or Zelda, and have text? Um, um, What's I, going on? Why does she always make these crazy? Questions? Okay, okay. So, so I'm I'm the, I'm the songbird translator. Here. Yeah. So if you could have a game that had. V- no dialogue or only like little snippets or sounds like Mario going wahoo and stuff like that. Yeah. What game do you think could benefit from it? Just being like basically silent, you know, only music kind of thing. Call of Duty, but it's got to be the, <laughs> it's got to be the online port. <laughs> I, I, I'd have to agree. Um although to be fair, when was the last time you or I played the online portion of a Call of Duty game? The second day I was out for Black Ops 2 for 10 minutes and 13 seconds, if I correctly remember the time. It was 10 minutes and 13 <laughs> seconds longer than I played it. Um, so uh, my foot is getting tangled in the microphone here. Um, Actually, the cord. If it's tangled in the microphone, I don't know why you're... <laughs> Shut up, goat. I don't even know, I even know the contortion on that. <laughs> um, no dialogue. I can see... Um, 
uh, I don't know. There aren't that many games. It see the only games that could really benefit from that have to be like really artsy kind of games like Journey. Yeah. Um, I I see. I I remember like you know if you play like the original Halo and just completely skip all the cutscenes so that all you hear is like the soldiers bantering at each other yeah. and stuff like that. That's pretty cool. Um, gives it a little bit more of a rustic feel. And, uh, not rustic per se, but like four dudes in a bonfire, <laughs> naked with a pig. You know what? I'm going to agree with you just because I have no idea where you're getting at. Um, I I honestly don't have an answer for you. I mean, it it really has to be kind of an original game because if you if you, um, well, I mean, it has to be something like Journey, like you said. It has to be something really artsy, really artsy, really like musically driven and stuff like that because. Most games now play out like movies, and it, you're, you're talking yeah. about making a silent movie in the year 2013. Yeah. Not going to be so good. Journey was a huge risk, and everyone involved with the game, you know, the, from the people at that game company, mm. even Austin has said it. Oh, yeah. like, you know, Oh, they were uh, way out in left field. Oh, yeah. The fact that it won all these Game of the Year awards, the fact that Austin got nominated for a Grammy, the fact that it you know got as much praise as it did for tech, being technically an indie game, being a $15 downloadable game, yeah. is huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge. So there's not... The, the stars align for them. Right. It's, it's going to be very, very difficult to be able to pull, uh, to pull something off like Journey again. Yeah. Um... Uh, Songbird goes on to say, so last time I asked about why certain regions get a game compared to others, considering how much time it takes to translate and refine information for a game, I ask this, why do we still get errors in our strategy guides, despite the description of Kicks the Skunk being correct, it goes to say on another page that he's a fox and that nothing, com and that's nothing compared to other egregious screw-ups I've seen. Um, What's going on? Oh, the so, so, guides? Yeah, so well, that's well, easy. They're done by different people. Yeah, Prima does most of your players, guys. Yeah, either uh, that and they're either, humans. Either Prima or uh, Brady games. Yeah. They do... No, oh, I forgot about Brady, yeah. Yeah, they do 95% of the guides, yeah. so... It's either one or the other. Yeah, I mean, I don't know... I, I've actually looked into this whole process. They actually send, like, the games to... Um, they actually send the games to these people at, like, Brady games and Prima mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and they usually... the. Guide writers usually work very closely with the developers and stuff like that, so they can find every nook and cranny and everything. Um, but the developers and publishers themselves have almost no hand in the actual making of the guide. It's oh, yeah. all by like just really dedicated people that are just well, it's to their know. job, right? Yeah. So the game developers make the game. These guys, their job is to make the guide, right? And when you think about it, I mean, they're really they're a publisher. Well. The developers really shouldn't be making the guides anyway because they'd probably make everything really difficult and descriptive when you want people that are kind of like outside, that are just kind of like playing the game like you or I yeah. are well, to be able to write the guide and stuff like that. writer to write about well, the game. Yeah, you want that's... a developer to develop the game. Right, right. <laughs> so um, so that's your answer, Songbird. A lot of the guides are uh, written by entirely different people. That, and it's, it's typos and... Yeah, I mean, air. you know, uh, some you still find typo. You still find typos in like your national magazines. And o stuff. Occasionally, there will be uh, the occasionally, yeah, occasionally something will be really bad. Or in the case of like the Mortal Kombat guide for the last Mortal Kombat game that came out, like all the combos were wrong and everything was it was horrendous. I mean, I think they actually had to send out um, 
they didn't want to send out refunds, so they literally just like reprinted pages of the guide and said, "Here, glue this onto page seven, you know, stuff like that." Oh, which, wow. yeah, which not a lot of people were happy about, and I can totally understand. Oh, that. I ain't gonna glue my manual. Just send me a new manual. Uh, guide, not manual. Sorry. <laughs> Um, Songbird says, based on their appearance, but not their attitude, what would certain video game characters taste like? Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, um, come here and use one of my favorite quotes from a movie ever. It's just like, that would be cannibalism and it's frowned upon in most societies. Nice. Uh, however, I would imagine that Kirby tastes like marshmallows. Well, yeah. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'd probably expect Jigglypuff to taste like a jello mold. <laughs> what kind of jello mold? Uh probably cherry. Cherry? Really? Mm. I was thinking more like bubblegum. Bubblegum jello. Yeah. yeah, it it doesn't sound appetizing at all, but See, and I think more Kirby would be more bubblegum anyways cuz these these a ball. Well, Jigglypuff does that too. Yeah, I know. Technically. I don't know. Um I I imagine every Pokemon that's um, shaped like an animal we actually eat to taste like their counterparts in the animal kingdom. Yeah, yeah. So I I totally expect, like... Ponya to taste like horse. (laughs) Which which we learned from uh, Match's Elfring that they do in France. (laughs) Do they? Oh, yeah, I remember. That was that was a very very strange live podcast recording, but uh, which actually ties into more horses because it was about bronies. Oh, that oh, <laughs> I, I I I re-listened to that podcast when they posted it, and when Jack got to his erotic fan fiction yeah. reading, is oh that oh I was laughing so hard, but I felt so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> um, they really need to do that again. Yeah, they by do. The way. By the way, Matt, you guys need to do another live recording at some point. Uh, Goat and I will be there. Yeah, unless we're dead, which shouldn't. If you happen. want to hear Viking Jesus yelling "fuck you" and 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 death metal voices, check check it out. Yeah, I, I asked uh, I asked the verse of the net guys my infamous um, sandwich question. Yeah, they then they handled it quite well. They, they, <laughs> I think it was the best answer of any of the questions of the night, personally. But I could be biased. Um, Songbird concludes by saying, by the way, you guys should sue the creators of Sharknado. They totally stole your idea from Animal Drop for the Connect. Apparently, we need to sue Sci-Fi Channel. Remember oh, that? No, we can't. It's actually Asylum that makes that movie. A what? Asylum. I, 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 oh, is it? Yeah. And this is weird because this also ties into another VersaNet episode that they covered Sharknado because they know one of the guys who was an extra. <laughs> so I learned all about Sharknado like three episodes ago from VersaNet. So our obscure movie knowledge is brought to you by Verse of the Net. <laughs> Which is just weird. That that popped up. Yeah. That, that, yeah. Um, thank you, Songbird, for your email, as usual. Um, except for last week, because you didn't send anything, but I don't blame you. You know, that's how it goes. Well, if there's no mailbag, she's not going to send you. Yeah, 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 I know. I'm, 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 I'm teasing. Yeah, I'm, I'm laying the groundwork so she can get angry at me next week. I'm pretty sure you're probably in the doghouse <laughs> till 2014. Hey, that's okay. That's only... Four months away. Yeah. <laughs> Four long, five, early. Five months away. Yeah. Um, yeah it's only 12 or 30, 20 shows away. No big deal. Razi emails in and says, what we need is less licenses and more public transit. What? Oh, nah, I, I get ha, it. Ha. Lic- license. Okay. Yeah, drivers and. Yeah, yeah. Jokes. I get jokes. Um, Razi says, I can't. Nice, ni- nicely done. That is nicely done, Raz. <laughs> Razi says, I can't think of a licensed series that deserves more attention because they're profilic yet constantly middling. 
Consistency. Consist. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you miss an entire word? <laughs> no, I said it. I said the word. I just said the wrong word. <laughs> um, so you missed a word. They're pro- shut up, goat. <laughs> they're profilic yet consistently middling, which I don't know what that means. Do you know what that I means? Oh, okay. He's I'll using take... all that higher learning. Okay. Um, I think that's like menacing, maybe. Whatever. Um, no, that's meddling. Oh, yeah. Um, maybe they're just stuck between two dudes in the middle. <laughs> Constantly just stuck. Like, they're on the subway. There's that big guy next to you, the other guy, like shoulder to shoulder, and you're just middling. I'll take your word for it. Uh, what, what would be nice is if existing IP was treated better, which was kind of what the question said. You know, what franchise deserves more attention rather than... God, you kids don't know how to read. Then again, look at me, who's saying every other word wrong. That's like this coming from the guy who missed a word. Large word. Shut up, coat. No more than a minute ago. Uh, For example, I'd love to play a badass X-Men game that doesn't fit into a generic kinda stealth, kinda melee action-adventure mold the way I seize it. There are enough licensed games that take place in good universes, which, for whatever reason, never end up being well-translated to interesting gameplay. I am with him 100%. I am too, but that was technically the basis of this question. I want to see what licensed games do you think people want another shot at, or, you know... He wants X-Men. Well, I mean... X-Men Destiny sucked. Yes, X-Men Destiny sucked, but the X-Men Legends games were yeah, awesome. Yeah, but the last one we got was Destiny, and I'm sorry. We're... Well, that's because they were made from the same developer that did Two Human. Yeah, what were you people well, expecting? I don't, not, not them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Come on, people. I mean, I can't be the only person smart enough to know that if a developer has only done shit in their life, they're probably going to continue to produce shit. Yeah, you put shit in, you get shit out. That was a movie, wasn't it? <laughs> I just thought it was a logical statement I used. <laughs> okay. Um, it could be a movie. It could be a movie. I've seen movies and don't remember. Uh, isn't that kind of like the premise of Human Centipede or something? No. I never saw that. I don't know what the... You don't, no, you will never see the Oh, Human no, I'll, I'll never see it because no. even the cover frightens me. The second one's even worse. The second one's even worse? Yeah. It's just shock value. It's an awesome movie, but yeah. All I know is that South Park apparently made a whole episode. Yeah, the human centipede. Yeah, and then they made a documentary about that one fucking episode, which was actually a pretty good documentary, to be fair. Yeah. So. so. I want a human centipede. Uh, okay, then. Um, what? No, just... They anyway. mow my lawn. They, what? I just haven't mowed my lawn. Okay. Um, it mows the lawn. I follow it. I'm checking Facebook. It, it, it's it's <laughs> Is that everything we got today? That's everything we did. The plugs, yeah. etc. Okay. Um, We've done the mumbling, uh, the mumbling checklist. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Uh, so if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gamerhead Radio. Um, if you, if Twitter's more your thing, follow us at Gamerhead Radio. We're actually up to 16 followers now, by the way. Are you actually using it? Nope. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I che- but I checked on it today. I'm like, oh, 16 followers. So, so if damned. you actually want to interact with us, you should probably follow us personally. <laughs> uh, follow our personal Twitters. I'm at Viking Games Live. He's at Sir Goatsworth, I think. Right? Yeah, Still? that's okay. me. Okay. Um, no, I'll never get rid of that name. I don't know. You were you were you were think no, you were thinking about changing everything else yeah. to sir. Okay. Um if you need to send us an email for any reason whatsoever, send us an email at uh at editors at gamerheadradio.com. No, 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 just editors at. Yeah, yeah, editors at gamerheadradio. You said at editors at. Okay. Send an email to editors at yeah, gamerheadradio. Oh my god. 
it's, it's only it's only eight o'clock. I, I'm <laughs> God. I need to sleep. Um. <laughs> anyway, the uh, most the, metal <laughs> statement said on this program tonight is it's eight p.m. I need sleep. <laughs> Oh, anyway, <laughs> this uh, this uh, episode of the Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by Old School Translation Services. They set us up the bomb. This has been Gamerhead Radio. Radio. <laughs>